How many times in a given week do you experience getting to a part of your day where you're thinking, what do I need to do right now? And you have to use this brain energy to try to analyze how you're going to spend your time. How would you like to do a lot less of that and actually get a lot more done? We're going to talk about that today. That's the subject of today's podcast, and this is episode number six. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty, to rise up and lead. The future of the United States and even the world is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. I'm excited to talk about this today. I love to learn about time management, tricks, tips. How can I more effectively manage my time? Now, if you have read anything about time management or watched any videos on YouTube about it, one of the first things they like to say is that there's no such thing as time management. What they say is that there is only self-management and you manage yourself in the way of how do you utilize your time. So I can dig it. I'm cool with that. I like self-leadership a little better, um, but great managers are great leaders. So, hey, take your pick of what we call it. You know what we're going for here. I, uh, I love this. I just love this topic, okay? If you know me, you might know that I could be called obsessed about my calendar and about my uh, organization strategies. And I'm always looking to learn. But I'll tell you, what I have learned to this point has really helped me get more done and get the right things done. And I'm happy to share them with you. So if you have things that have worked for you that are different than what I share, hit me up. Let's help each other level up. That is what we are about. Okay, let's just dive into this. Let's talk about planning. Why is it so important that we become great at planning? Uh, one reason is because we want to avoid the drift. We do not want to drift. So Napoleon Hill wrote Outwitting the Devil. Classic. If you have not read or listened to this one, please add it to your list. It's a, a killer audiobook too because like the voices that narrate the different characters and the, the guy that narrates the devil, so good. He talks a lot about how the thing the devil actually wants the very most is just to get us to drift. It's not, it's not to actually get us to do bad things as much as it is to get us to drift, which means to not take intentional action, but to just become like a victim to our environment. And we kind of get tossed to and fro. We're like a leaf in the wind gets blown around. Depends on how the wind is blowing that day. And we've all experienced this, right? Um, well, through great planning and actually having systems, we can reduce the drifting and we can increase the intentional living. We can, we can truly be creators. And so I love my calendar. 
one of the first things I want to talk about is weekly planning as a non-negotiable. Weekly planning is a non-negotiable. Okay, so what this looks like is there's a date and time. And it's the same every week. And it's happening. If you were looking at my calendar right here, go to a Sunday, pick any Sunday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Weekly planning. Now, you can make adjustments, but the adjustments don't include skipping it. The adjustments just include doing it earlier. Today's Saturday. I did weekly planning today because tomorrow we are driving most of the day uh, to vacation with the family. So I don't know what time we're going to be getting in. You know, it's going to be probably a little crazy town when we get there. So it's like, yo, weekly planning happened today. So make a date with yourself. Make sure your, your, your spouse knows it. Make sure you know it. Make sure it's a non-negotiable. This is one of the highest leverage, best return on investment experiences of the week. And uh, let's make it great. So a couple things that make it great. I like to be in a creative state. I like to be in a peak state. I want to go into this weekly planning from a sense of I love my life. I can create anything that I desire this week. And the possibilities are endless. And I choose what I do with my time. And so sometimes for me, weekly planning starts with a brainstorm. And anytime I'm brainstorming or being creative, I like, I like to actually write. So I've got my notebook here and I like to just write and think and ask questions like, man, if I were to time travel to next Sunday what would I like to be able to say about my week? What are some of the most important things that I want to accomplish this week? So get into a good state, okay? Make a routine out of this. So as we actually get into the actual scheduling of things, what we want to accomplish is actually getting to a place where we see clearly just how much time exactly there is that's not already spoken for. So if you open up the week view on your calendar, so personally, I use my iPad Pro for this. I use Google Calendar. I like to be able to see the whole week. If you don't have much scheduled there, it, it looks like this daunting task to schedule every hour of your week because there's just so much empty space. Well, the good news is you can eliminate a lot of that empty space very quickly by scheduling repeating blocks of time for events and activities that you know are happening every day. Okay, so for example, for me, if you looked at mine, 4.55 to 7 every day is, what do I call it now? I sometimes change this, but right now it's start with God, visualize, read. Every day, at the same time, I know what I'm doing that day. I know what I'm doing in the morning. And it's just there. I have an appointment with myself. It's not just like random. Like, what am I going to do this morning? I don't know. Just depends. It doesn't depend. Okay. Now that doesn't mean there's not exceptions. There's not times, there's not vacations. There's, but I'm saying if there's not like, I know what I'm going to do. All right. What else can be a repeating block of time? Uh, sleep. I schedule my sleep. I mean, Hey, I'll just own it from nine fifty-five to four fifty-five. This boy is sleeping for seven hours. That is the ideal. That is the goal. And it's scheduled. And it's scheduled for repeat. So already we've started to eliminate some of the blank space on the calendar. So we're doing great. Um, 
other things that are scheduled on a repeating basis, you know, for me. And again, this isn't about you copying exactly what I do uh, in, in detail, but just the principle, right? The high level stuff. So, um, Abby time slash pickup. Okay. It's right there every day, 8 PM to 9 PM. Um, before that is family study, prayer and bedtime. Bedtime is a that's a gnarly hour of the day, okay? Let's be honest about that. There's days where it's like, I had phone calls, I had meetings, I had, you know, <laughs> a lot of different things going on. But like, yo, brace yourself for bedtime routine. I mean, it's a true joy, but yeah, it's not easy. So 6 p.m. before that, that's home dinner. Home and dinner. Uh, now, personally, I have that repeating only Tuesdays. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Okay. So I have something else Monday nights. Um, so you, you got to customize this. Okay. But with some of these activities that are on repeat, this is going to be your ally because it just, it reduces how many things we have to, to fill in, it reduces the elective time. Um, I have standing appointments with, with clients at the same time on the same day every week. And so that makes it nice. You know, I've got these three appointments on Monday. I've got two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday and three on Thursday. And it's like, I know that that's happening every single week, every single time. So those are on repeat. So we're getting somewhere. Okay. So once we have actually established how much blank space remains, we can call this elective time. Um, and really it's all elective, right? We're choosing what we do here, but um, you get the point with elective time, time that is still yet to be spoken for. This is where we start to uh, create macro blocks. Okay, so macro planning. In the, What I mean by that is that we might be able to put a block of time around 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Thursday. And that says marketing development. Okay, that's pretty general, but we'll get to the micro here in a minute. So I know what area or what domain in my life is getting attention um, during that block of time. Um, there are quadrant two activities and quadrant one activities. So we can do a, a full breakdown, you know, on another podcast about the, the Covey quadrants or the Eisenhower boxes. Um, I assume most of you have at least heard of them. So there's quadrants one, two, three, and four. And it's a, a way of seeing all the tasks and events in your life. They fall into a quadrant. So quadrant two, this is a place we want to live. Quadrant two is awesome. It is comprised of those things that are important, um, but not inherently urgent. Okay. Something like getting a great workout every day. It's kind of a quadrant two deal. It's important, but in and of itself, not urgent. Meaning if I run at 7 a.m., or 7 p.m., uh, or I don't run today, but I run tomorrow, twice as far, you know, there's no built-in urgency unless we create the urgency by tying it to an event on the calendar, okay? I like to spend time doing quadrant two things. Um, so, for example, being able to schedule a block of time where I am working on new ideas, and I'm creating, and I'm, I'm learning, I'm planning, you know, for a specific area of my business or my life, 
um, that's a beautiful thing to be able to schedule that because it is the quadrant one and quadrant three activities, the activities with elements of urgency that tend to uh, prevent us from spending much time in quadrant two and working on those things that are really important to us. Um, they get sacrificed to things that, that feel urgent. And we can talk more about the Covey quadrants sometime because I'll tell you about my reminders app process with this. Um, okay, so we have got some macro blocks around these blank spaces that remain. And that lays the framework for some great nightly planning. All right, so nightly planning every night, 9 p.m. to 9.30, says nightly planning and prayer. This is where I'm looking at the next day. I'm seeing all those things that are already filled in from the weekly planning session. And I'm also saying, okay, tomorrow, what are my big six? So if you uh, were to look at my notebook here, now even though I'm all about the, the apps and putting things in the calendar, um, I still just love my notebook. I carry it around. Okay. If you're watching the YouTube video here, this is, this is the notebook, people. And the big six. So this is, okay, tomorrow night when I'm going to sleep, what six things would I love to be able to say I accomplished? And to write them down. And once I've written them down, I look at the calendar and see if the calendar currently is structured for this. If not, let me make some changes. Let me, you know, take these macro blocks and turn them into micro blocks and say, all right, I put marketing here. Well, there's these three tasks that definitely fit under that umbrella. And I'm going to schedule those tasks. Because here's the deal. If I don't schedule them and I just start doing one of them, how often do you start working on something and you realize like two hours went by? It's like, what the heck? So with some, with some end times and some start times and some discipline built around this, we start to just become more effective, right? Less drifting. So that's nightly planning. I love a good nightly planning sesh. All right. Those are the, those are the biggest things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I'll address one other thing, you know, someone might say, dude, ease up on the planning. Like, does your whole life have to be scheduled? Kind of feels a little mechanical. What about stop and smell the roses? I'm saying, uh, I will make an appointment with the roses. Okay. Have them send me a calendar invite. Uh, just kidding, but, but only partly kidding. You know, here's the thing. Okay. Things like spending time with my kids. Let me just tell you, my kids don't just want time with dad. It meaning like dad's home, like in the vicinity. They can see him and we're just under the same roof. I'll tell you, they, they also don't want time with dad while dad's on his phone. Okay, this is also why I've learned. It's, it's kind of like unkind sometimes to go home in the middle of a work block where I'm working on things and to go home to do that because it's like I fake my kids out you know they're like dad's home time to party and I'm like no no it's 2 30 on a Thursday uh I just wanted to come home for some reason and do what I'm doing it just doesn't tend to work super well for my family for the age of my kids so I would much rather be intentional 
about the time that I do spend with them and have it be quality, have them really get something out of it and, you know, have the phone on airplane mode. Um, so that's the point. It's like, I don't think it makes it too mechanical. You can schedule a five hour block that says watch movies for five hours. See what I'm saying? I'm not saying you have to be doing what we would call like the grind productive, just tearing it up every hour of your life. What I'm saying is there's just less random. There's just less like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I don't know. I'll just kind of walk around and just like think of stuff and, oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember I was supposed to turn that in today because someone emailed you to remind you, you know, like, like things just are just hitting your windshield of life. Just like that's chaos. So I hope that, uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make there is, is clear. We can get a lot done. We can do a lot of great work. We can consistently level up in our effectiveness and in our, our personal power in our life. And as this happens, we, you know, become more capable self-leaders and self-leaders become more capable and prepared leaders to lead others, those that we love, those that we care about, start a movement and do a lot of good work. We have gifts, we have talents, and we have abilities. And I believe a life fully lived is a life where we become aware of those gifts, talents, and abilities, and we access them for the benefit of others. We realize the true source of these gifts. It's not from us, man. We develop them. We put in the effort for sure. But everything that we have comes from God. And so does he want us to be selfish with the gifts or like leave them on the shelf to get dusty? I don't think so. And so through something like planning, weekly planning, nightly planning, being intentional, eliminating blank space on our calendar, this can help us live a life where we do much more good than we otherwise might. That's my message for you today. Sure love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon.